Ramble. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of You Can Sit With Us. I'm one of your hosts, Becky, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello. Aria. Hello. We've got Rachel. Hi. Our podcast, Pixie Miles. And our Pixet, Rainy, is here with us today because she actually came up with the idea for this episode. Go, Rainy. Go, Rainy. Go, Rainy. Go, Rainy. So we're doing an entire episode on femininity today. Femininity today. Femininity. I'm actually so anxious about <laughs> saying that word so much. Um, Are we gonna <laughs> buckle up? Spill buckle the up. femininity. The femininity. Oh, yeah, Rainy came up with a beautiful like rubric for us with these really well thought out questions. Mm-hmm. Lots of topics to cover, mm-hmm. um, and so we're just gonna try and answer these questions to the best of our abilities from our personal experiences, because everyone's idea of femininity is different. Mm -hmm. um, And our experiences are not the same as, you know, mine's not the same as Ariel's or Mm -hmm. Maggie's, vice versa, and you listening. So hopefully these questions are thought-provoking and can start some conversations with you, the listener, at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm hoping that, like, the way we view femininity has really... um, evolved since we were young girls and teenagers mm-hmm. growing up mm-hmm. and that for example my girls will grow up with a very different definition of what it means to be like on a gendered spectrum and to identify as masculine or feminine um, in a way that I could have never even fathomed it like 8 10 or 18 years old you know mm-hmm. 100% so I think sure. that's really interesting well shall we dive in shall we okay so Definitions of femininity, part one. Um, All right. What did you guys think womanhood was when you were little? Like if you, if we were talking to 10-year-old Ariel, Maggie, Becky, what attributes would you have given to someone who was called a woman? I, you got to start with like your mom. Mm -hmm. I I definitely (laughs) started with my mom. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, I looked at my, I, I looked to my mom as, as sort of the definition of, of femininity and, uh, and other like adult women in my life, uh, neighbors and teachers and things like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, my mom, she was working full time and, uh, and you know, like we had, um, a neighbor who was a, a full time, um, stay at home mom and, you know, kind of, in my head, like looking at the two of those things and kind of putting, uh, like feminine, masculine, um, uh, labels on those things, you know, like I thought that staying home as a mom was more feminine than working full time. Um, has that changed? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But you know, as a, as a young girl uh, raised in Texas, you know, I also Mm -hmm. saw like, 
body image as, uh, you know, feminine, uh, like, you know, looking at women with longer hair, Mm -hmm. women with like smaller waists, bigger boobs, like, you know, who dressed more feminine. Um, yeah, I would certainly get a lot more black and white when, when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, especially growing up, I think religious too, like based on what, like you wore to church, like Mm. boys wear slacks, girls wear dresses. It Mm. was a very like a term that I don't think, and I'm glad has sort of been eradicated from people's vocabulary is girly girl. Mm. I think that was always something that was prominent, especially in the Midwest is you were either girly girl or a tomboy. There was no in between. And it was pretty specific to how you dressed. It had a lot to do with clothing. (laughs) And girls could be tomboys, but boys could not be any sort of girly. No. Right. There's no Tom girl. No Tom girl. You only had like negative, like sissy boy was a big thing in the Midwest that I heard before. Really? For those of you listening, I'm rolling my eyes so hard it hurts. (laughs) Yeah. But it should you do anything even remotely. And like, I think to the um, things that people gravitated towards, like when they were younger, like a lot of my friends were in theater. And Mm -hmm. so that was an immediate, like, I feel like especially in high school, a boy in theater, not only were they called very effeminate, but they also had their sexuality questioned all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all the X, Y, Z of that. So Mm -hmm. I think it was definitely interest and clothing based. Yeah. Similarly, uh, I had friends who would do like dance. And if you were um, like a, a, you know, a guy doing a dance class or something like that, um, I had a lot of friends who went to the high school for the performing arts Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, so like dancers. And if you were like, if you identified as like straight, but you were a male dancer, uh, that was, you know, completely unheard of. Mm Yeah. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of like when I first started going to nursing school, like I know when I was younger, like being a caretaker was always just um, like my mom noticed that I was like very patient with the elderly. I loved like volunteering and stuff. So they kind of like nurtured that in me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, huh, I know that she saw that in me, but I wonder if just like the way society views caretakers sees that more when we were younger as like a feminine role. Mm. Cause mm-hmm. I, mm. I, I work with many male nurses and I think they're super useful in the workplace. And I don't think it should genuine, it should just be seen as like a predominantly female role. Cause like at some point in your life, you're going to have somebody who is sick, whether it be your sibling, your partner, your child. And yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. What is the relationship to you between like currently between femininity and beauty? Like what's that relationship like? Hmm. I do remember like watching my mom get ready for work Mm -hmm. when I was younger. And I just remember staring at her while she'd like put on lipstick and stuff. And I remember I got like my very first like compact mirror and I used to put like (laughs) lipstick on and just like kiss myself. Whereas my sister had like the complete opposite reaction. She's like makeup, what the heck? No. But I was like always very eager to start wearing makeup, just Mm -hmm. like watching my mom get ready every day and like wear high heels. And Mm -hmm. like we all have those photos of us where or oh, yeah. like in high heels and oh, you yeah. have that photo of Wes in high heels, which is the cutest thing ever. Do you equate like makeup and beauty in that way with femininity now? Huh? I, I feel like I see a lot of, uh, I, I see a lot of beauty in men too mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, 
And so when I read that question, I was, I sort of thought to myself like, no, like I look at, you know, I look at Keith's skin and I'm like, gosh, you are pretty. Like, <laughs> yes, thank Becky, you. all your Becky's hard work is taking off. Becky's taking great thank you. care thank you. of you. Bravo. You know, like, like something like that mm-hmm. where, you know, I think that like skincare, makeup, stuff like that, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be gendered. No. Yeah. yeah. Just because it, you're wearing makeup or not wearing makeup doesn't make you beautiful or not beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I see it a lot. I see beauty a lot more uh, in like, I don't know, sort of. Are you sort of saying feeling beautiful is a feminine feeling or no? No. No. Mm-mm. No, quite the opposite, actually. Uh, that feeling beautiful or or looking beautiful um, doesn't have to be gendered at all. Yeah. When I was reviewing these questions, I was like, oh, let me like think really hard about like what I'm going to say. And I was like thinking about it. I was like, I wonder if like not toxically masculine men, because like they don't care like what they say and they think they're right and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, I wonder like how, why is it so hard for me as an individual to reflect on these questions? And I wonder if it's the same if we were to flip the table. Oh, I like what masculinity oh, yeah. means Asking to a man. Asking the guys about masculinity absolutely <laughs> yeah. would be difficult yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah that's oh, true. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think a lot that like attracted us to our partners was this rejection of toxic masculinity. Yes, I think oh, yeah. all of your partners and Eugene included have been grappling with this idea for years and years and years as men who embody women's roles on the internet often, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. or at least in their origins, they did. Um, yeah. And I think going back to what you were saying about whether or not you know, beauty is inherently feminine or masculine. Have you ever asked your or told your partner that they look beautiful? Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I never have. Really? I don't think I've ever told people he looks beautiful. I've said handsome and cute, cute, or you look or very like, nice. But I don't think I've ever been like, "Oh, Keith, you're so beautiful today." I don't think I say that I to think, lots either. Yeah. I, I think I've like combed Zach's hair and I was like, you look so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Silly things like that. I feel like sometimes, uh, you know, if... Um... This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. If Ned's like eyelashes look particularly, <laughs> you know, beautiful, yeah. I'll be like, your face looks really pretty. Like you look beautiful. Maybe not beautiful. Actually, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, beautiful, it, it feels like a very feminine word. Yeah, I think I'm stuck on beautiful and I don't know where that, you know, maybe, I mean, I, obviously most things come from our childhood as yeah, our therapists yeah, would say. <laughs> They'd be like, and what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, if you didn't, were we talking about the kid who was getting bullied at my friend's school before? I don't remember. I have a friend whose kid was getting bullied very, very little. And this little girl was telling her that she was ugly and they're like, six like they are young and we kind of got into this conversation of like where would you have even heard that and we were really sad for this kid because they're like you heard it from your parents yeah so I'm like I don't think I ever heard my mom tell my dad that he was beautiful Mm -hmm. so then I just never grew up Mm -hmm. using that term to describe men 
or people who identify as men. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it's kind of an interesting. We should all yeah. try it this week. Yeah, social experiment. Yeah. Social experiment. Word Tell of the day. They're beautiful. My, my word of the day is beautiful. I'm trying yeah. to use this more in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Towards your partner. Yeah. You know, I've definitely called my children beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, of course. Like, I'll I'll tell Wes that he's beautiful all the time. I'm just like, you are a beautiful, like, young human, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, children are the most beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is the um, Beautiful Boy, the song. Uh-huh. Did you ever see Mr. Holland's opus? I'll never forget. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Then whatever boy is in sign language, I think something boy. like that. <laughs> but he signs to his son. Mr. Oh. Mr. Holland signs to his son. Oh. Beautiful boy. Such a good movie. Oh my God. Wes uh recently, I know we have to move on, but he uh he wanted to match my nails. So he yes. had me paint his fingernails and his toenails red. Aww. And they are currently red. And whenever so it like cute. wears off, because it's like the kid safe stuff that kind of just comes off. Um He's like, mommy, I lost one. Will you? Will I you lost my nail again. Oh, so sweet. I, know. I don't. I don't think he's ever gonna go back. No. Why would he? It's so much more fun. Like it's this. so much more fun. Yeah. yeah. He's like, look at my beautiful nails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do your close friends express their femininity, and how is it different from how you express it? Mm. Hmm. Well, for Maggie, uh, you know, she's really got the fuck me sweater down. Oh, she does. I'm wearing another fuck me sweater this today. Purchased? <laughs> this one is purchased. They're all you didn't purchase. Isn't it five for your discount? They were all purchased. Those of you who didn't know, you know, we all want to make fun of you because your kids. There's no way. There's no way Maggie stole a sweater. So we have to keep bringing it I had a security tag on my last sweater I was wearing last week, guys. Um... But yeah, I didn't pay for this. But going back to that, I do I do express uh, femininity femininity through clothing. I think mm-hmm. it's yeah. like a fun self expression. Mm-hmm. Um, I know certain. I, I actually have a, one really close friends that don't like to be like being super super girly, super uncomfortable for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would you define? Like, what are some activities or um, expressions that make them uncomfortable? I think, like, traditionally, just, like, very, very, like, neon pink and, like, uh-huh. glitter and bubblegum pink mm-hmm. and what else? Bubbles and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> bubbles. Um, I, yeah, and I think what, one of my sisters is very much that way, too. Whereas I don't necessarily view it that way, especially with like the revival of like Y2K fashion and like mm-hmm. the TRL era. I was like, Oh, love that. Love mm-hmm. it. Um, what about you guys? Yeah. I think I have a lot of friends that try and go against the traditional mm-hmm. like idea of a feminine wardrobe, meaning dresses and mm-hmm. uh, high heels things mm-hmm. that I think we were taught of more as, expectations than uh, actual necessity. Yeah. Like I just mm-hmm. bought my first suit for a wedding. Power because suit. The, the wedding's in February and it's going to be cold and we're doing yeah. a procession Ooh. outside. But it never even occurred to me. Like whenever I think of going to a wedding, I'm like, no, you wear a dress to a wedding. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Like that's just, it was something that's so, I think, ingrained in us that mm-hmm. you're, um, I would say, yeah, I think sometimes it's your inherent worth as a woman is based on what you do in the home and what is on your body. Mm. Yeah. Good golly. I think that's, you know, a lot of what we learned as kids, whether it be from environment or media. Mm. Um, 
But yeah. so much of my adult life consists of working towards things that I don't do in the home or wear on my body. Mm-hmm. So like those cannot be like the measures by which my worth is like determined because I will fail. Yeah. Well, I also think like, thankfully, like I love kids these days, shout out to the children. Um, they're really like eradicating a lot of these things. We love them. Absolutely. Like yeah. they're definitely like pushing boundaries on things and uh, questioning things for themselves. Like I love that kids are starting to be like, I don't need to love my job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my job Absolutely. is my work and it does not define who I am mm-hmm. as a person. Like they're starting to make that disconnect and Absolutely. we're yeah. you know, starting to see kids say that like their inherent worth as a female is not based on whether or not they have a child. Yeah, you know, that we should be celebrating. I saw someone tweet, we should be celebrating book launches like we celebrate pregnancy and engagement announcements. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for Absolutely. sure. Because like that's really like those are like the highlights I think I learned mm-hmm. of when I was little is like getting engaged was like, I thought I was going to get married at like 21. Mm. Everyone did. <laughs> Everyone did. Everyone had a five year you know? plan that yeah. ended at like 24. <laughs> You're like, yeah. my I, God, I wasn't even started living by 24. Yeah. You know, I actually, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like a lot of my worth uh, when I was growing up and I, I always thought of it as, you know, Oh, I have to, like I have to figure out what I want to do with my life, like mm-hmm. a job, a career, a vocation, you know, like yeah. something that defined me as a person. Well, mm-hmm. here's mm-hmm. something that I think is fucked up that we ask kids what they want to be when they grow up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just let them be children and enjoy right. where they're at. It's such a short time period. Why are we asking them to envision what kind of what they want to contribute to society as adults. Yeah. My yeah. God. It, yeah. it, like it, you're basically asking them like, what, what is it that you want to do, you know, with your life? It's, and, and you're completely like not caring about this whole stage of childhood. And I don't want my kids to want a job, you know, yeah, at, right. at six, yeah. at eight, <laughs> yeah. you know, like when they're like, 1920 I'll be like what do you want to do when you grow up (laughs) let's start to figure that out yeah but like at at 10 no thank you yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's we should be asking them like what do you like yeah Yeah. you know because that's kind of what those I think the basis of those like what do you want to be when you grow up someone says a chef okay the kid likes food right (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. or like yeah I want to be a doctor or an astronaut or Mm -hmm. you're like okay so you like science like Mm -hmm. these are more like interests and hobbies and we don't have to always frame it as like what your job is going to be yeah Yeah. and that framing you know clearly comes from the things that we appreciate about ourselves and you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. as somebody who's asking a child what do you want to be when you grow up they're thinking to themselves, okay, well, my worth is, is coming from what I do. do. Almost like we need them to like enter the adult universe and language in order to relate to them. Whereas Uh we should be like relating to them as kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So crazy. Okay. Part two, femininity in your life today, today. Mm, today. All right. Do you bloom? I love this language, Rainy. Do you bloom or minimize your femininity? So do you lean into feminine or masculine clothes or um, feminine or masculine, like outward presenting? Um, And is that a conscious choice? I think I don't consciously choose to dress either more feminine or more masculine. I think my hashtag sensory issues kind of solved that for me because I pick my clothes based more on how they feel. 
So mm-hmm. I'll go for things that are looser or mm-hmm. tighter in specific places, but not other places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that lends itself to baggier clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also the idea, I mean, I think it sort of dips into like a body conscious, you know, I'm someone who I don't want anyone commenting on my body, good or bad. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. neither mm-hmm. is healthy for me to hear. Yeah. So I think trying to minimize things like my boobs or my butt. I don't mm-hmm. really need to minimize my butt. But <laughs> <laughs> hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Um, but these boobies got to hide sometimes. Um, and I think, yeah, being conscious of, you know, someone who does have a bigger chest. We always joke about clothes because we can kind of fit into the same clothes, uh-huh. but opposite. So uh-huh, we joke that uh-huh. if we put the same shirt on, on me, it looks inappropriate. On Maggie, it looks cute. <laughs> yeah. We could put the same pants on. On oh, Maggie, it looks inappropriate. On me, it yeah, looks cute. Like I, it's, that's uh, so funny. I remember coming out of a dressing room one time and we were wearing like the same style pants and Becky was like, Maggie. You can't I was like, oh my goodness. Just the way the pockets were set. Like it was just like accentuating things that like, Cutie booties. Cutie booties. True. That's yeah, true. but I think I do equate tight clothes with being more feminine because they mm-hmm. accentuate mm-hmm. Um, those things that I, you know, boobs and booty mm-hmm. and hips that I, mm-hmm. you know, associate with being a female. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I was just, you were just talking about like, you know, wearing a shirt and kind of showing off boobs or, or covering up boobs. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that I'm extremely uncomfortable showing cleavage, mm. like very mm. uncomfortable showing cleavage for, and I don't know why that is, you know, it just because I feel like I need to cover them up because it's such a, like such an outward uh, showing of femininity, mm, you know, or, or like sexuality even. Um, and I don't want anybody, I think, I feel like it makes people more un, like, it makes people uncomfortable if, if I'm too sexual, mm. you know, mm. um, you perceive others as being uncomfortable around you. If you're dressed too sexily, I do. Or maybe it's wow. just you feeling uncomfortable I- and therefore, Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm clearly projecting. Did you have a dress code at school where you couldn't Mm -hmm. wear tank tops or oh yeah, certain things like that? Spaghetti straps. Spaghetti straps. No way. Did you have to put your hands down by your side and if your fingertips could touch skin? Yeah, then you got like reprimanded. See, I think it comes from something about that—the way Uh that we do inherently sexualize children, especially girls. Like the basis of telling girls they can't wear tank tops in school is because 
boys will get distracted. Right. Yeah. So and that's where that basis comes from. And like, like boys need to learn to control it. Well, they're also <laughs> well, kids. Yeah. There's they're nothing children. inherently sexual about a child wearing a tank top. Right. It's a, it's an adult putting that yeah. mentality on them. And then we're teaching these kids to grow up with shame around there. Mm-hmm. You know, boobs mm-hmm. are normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boobs are totally normal. Whether you have them or you don't, some people do. Yeah. So yeah. they're normal. And those sexy little ankles, I like all girls, yeah. Catholic school, I got so many detentions just based on like not <gasps> having high enough crew socks. Crew That's socks. crazy. Crew socks. And is, now you're is that like marrying a, the ankle king of Los Angeles. Is that your ultimate rebellion? <laughs> is those sexy little, I like, sexy <laughs> little ankles. She's going to go to the 10 year reunion and be That's like, so ah. Puritan. Here's my, I know. Yeah. Covering your ankles. I know. Right. Wow. I think it just like has been passed down. I don't quite understand the logic in that one. If it, if it still holds I don't, up. I do find ankles it. very sexy. <laughs> Men's ankles. Men's ankles. Oh my gosh. Like when Matt or will will wear uh, you know, like an anklet. Uh, shoes without uh-huh. socks, socks and like a little bit shorter uh, <laughs> pants. I'm just like Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, please. Put those away. I agree that is a good fashion look. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'm like attracted to the, the ankles, but mm-hmm. sartorially it's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I certainly like to show my ankles. Very, <laughs> yes. Very sexy with my ankles out. And we can't concentrate pack. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Must look away. All right, Ariel, as a mama, mm-hmm. um, how do you see concepts of masculinity and femininity playing out with your boys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you want um, your kids to know about the performance of like masculinity in society? Well, I mean, we've been talking, we've been circling around this, that I think that a lot of these ideas of masculinity and femininity come from your parents. And so, you know, Ned and I, we have talked about it and we are working very hard to, to try to not put those things on our kids. Mm -hmm. You know, we, I, and I think that the way that we're going about doing that um, is by introducing them to things that are both masculine and feminine mm-hmm. and being like, all of these things are okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I know that there will, there will always be things that, that are, you know, that Ned and I don't even realize that we're doing. And we've, and we've talked about it before because Wes is obsessed with drugs and tools. And it <laughs> literally sounded like you said drugs in my microphone, <laughs> in my earpiece. And I was like, <gasps> All right. Okay. And, okay. Know, party progressive. boy. <laughs> Things that are so traditionally masculine. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and Ned and I look at each other and we're like, what did we do? How, <laughs> how did this happen? You know, like we've, we'll give them dolls and you know, like mm-hmm. the things that, that, that the twins have and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and he's like, just not interested. And, and I'm, and I wonder where that comes from, you know, like if that, is because of something that we have done. And and I'm sure that it is. I'm sure that like, you know, when I get excited about tools, Wes is like, Oh, I love tools. Mm. You know, like tools are so cool. Or when, when Ned gets excited about a fire truck or something like that, Wes is like, look at the fire truck. Whereas both of us, you know, we'll look at a doll and kind of be like, this is cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look at the baby. You're not into dolls. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm just not into dolls. And, you know, but there are some like cute things that, that I, you know, I'm like, look at this adorable, like, you know, my leg mouse mm-hmm. or something like that. But he's just not 
into the, like, I, I, two years ago, I got him a, um, like a dollhouse. Uh huh. He never used it. That's okay. I That's okay. Yeah. I think yeah. it's okay. But then when he wants to paint his nails, you let him paint his nails. Exactly. Yeah. He yes. can be all things. You know yeah. what I mean? He yeah. can be as into trucks as he's into them. I know. And yeah. he's, he's so funny about like, decorating and, and like dressing himself, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, that's one of the places that I feel very strongly about, like not gendering mm-hmm. the kids, um, you know, like pink boys can wear pink and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just, um, boys can wear heels. They can paint their nails. Wes really likes to wear headbands. Uh, he has this one sparkly headband that he likes to wear to school. And we're like, yeah, go for it, bud. Like, yeah. You decorate, you like boys can decorate their bodies too. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> That's so sweet. Um, do yeah. you think growing up with sisters, cause you all had sisters mm. was like a helpful or a hindrance in your like expressing how you felt feminine? Was it something that like you were competing with your sisters to be like mm. a certain way or railing against what your parents were? Cause I, you know, a brother Keith and I were, are the only try the only ones with tri brothers. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we realized one day I was funny. like, oh my God, we're the only ones with brothers. True. Uh, and, and like, you know, Maggie, you, you have an older sister. Uh-huh. And yeah. so, you know, growing up with somebody who you could look up to, whereas mm-hmm. I had a younger sister and I feel like a lot for throughout a lot of my childhood, I was sort of like, you know, people were always telling me you have to be a good, uh, a, a good role model for your sister. Yeah. And, right. You know, she's always looking up to you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I looked at my sisters in that way when I was younger. Um, but I think all three of us dressed very differently as children mm-hmm. and then still dress pretty differently now. I mean, there's some overlap, but when we were younger, um, my younger sister was super into wearing baseball t-shirts and mm-hmm. like track shorts. And like, mm-hmm. that was her thing. And then my older sister just loved black. Black, <laughs> even as a child yeah, as a child that's funny yeah well, Wednesday it was, like, <laughs> it was breaking my South American grandma's heart she was mm. like can you wear another collar please <laughs> can you like, dress more no. like Maggie no. well, yeah, <laughs> did, your, did yeah. your grandparents have any impact oh on, yeah because I think all of our grandparents came from a yeah. generation of very traditional mm-hmm. female oh, yeah. and masculine attributes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I think remember South America and yeah. like Spanish speaking countries, like their whole language is based on a O yeah. and mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. so there's like very strict. Um, Did that play a part in like your childhood and your, I th- yeah, I mean, growing up in that household, it was, you would always see like the women, cooking and cleaning and then the mm-hmm. men would go to work. But fortunately when my parents came to this country, like my mom continued working, that was her choice. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother actually stayed home and took care of us. But mm-hmm. um, it was nice to have a, like, just to see if that was still an option to me when I like grew up that I didn't like necessarily have to stay home with kids. But like so- certain times, like people will stay home to take care of kids because it's like financially so expensive in the U S right. yeah. yeah, it can both Word. Like, take you out of work or force you to go back to work. There's like yeah. both ends of the spectrum. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. But another thing I was thinking about when we were talking about like jobs and stuff and like mm-hmm. how important representation matters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this would have shaped me as a kid, but mm-hmm. like I, I was, remember being at a, like the Jonas Brothers concert and their lead guitar 
was mm-hmm. an Asian woman and she was just mm-hmm. like up there like rocking. And I was like, mm-hmm. I wonder if this would have shaped me in my youth if I saw more mm-hmm. yeah. lead guitar, electric guitar. I'd be like, oh, I want to, I aspire mm-hmm. to be that. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. even know that was like. I don't think I have ever seen a a, a lead guitar being a female in like a male dominated band, yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. only in female yeah. bands have yeah. I seen that. So it just shows you like how much representation matters. And I hope that the next generation just continue to keep challenging the boundaries and mm-hmm. like being role models to the next generation, whether it be male or female and see, seeing themselves in these roles and being like, wow, I can, I, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like our language has changed about that too. I mean, like, do you remember, like, when you were little, what would you have called someone who fought fires? Fireman. A fireman. Mm, yeah. yeah. Firefighter. And like, if you saw a picture of a nurse, for example, mm-hmm. like, uh, and you saw a picture of a doctor on a, you know, a kid's coloring book. Mm-hmm. Male. Pretty doctor. sure I could tell you which was female the yeah, yeah. female, which was the male. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Stewardess for mm. a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. But like, thankfully we're killing those words, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, <laughs> okay, so children's books. Uh-huh. Some of the old children's books are so problematic. Oh yeah. So problematic. And um, you know, like we were reading, <clears throat> Wes really likes Curious George. And uh-uh. yeah. It, they, See, uh-uh. I feel like I'm like, you guys are like unpackaging uh-uh. that as you start reading these books to your kids. Oh, yeah. You're like, wait a minute. I had a book of nursery rhymes, Richard Scarry's like, classic nursery rhymes Mm -hmm. and I had to throw it away into the garbage (gasps) and the girls still sometimes ask where it was. And I'm like, I don't know. Don't know. So I, I I was actually, I was looking at joy. Oh, joy, Mm -hmm. joy Cho, Uh who we've, who we've all met. Um, she found some like stickers or something like Mm -hmm. that, that you can change the language in books. Um, oh, oh. Yeah, I just cross it out with a Sharpie and write in what I want. That's, see, yeah, I mean, that's that's the other way to do it. But, you know, like changing him to them yeah. or, uh-huh. you know, like. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, you know, just, just certain things that that just change the language a little tiny I bit. Mean, yeah. I've recently gotten them several Christmas books and Christmas stories because we're gearing up for the holiday. And I just have to go through and cross out every time it says good girls and boys get Christmas presents. Uh No, girls and boys get Christmas presents. And really, children get Christmas presents. But I have to take the good out of there because what what is that? You're trying to control children's behavior for some (laughs) ideal, like, good in order to receive gifts? Hmm. That's Mm -hmm. messed up. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. No. Sounds all kids like get Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super weird. Yeah. But I mean, you know, a lot of these children's books, like our parents have grown up with and mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you really have to f- fight for your kids sometimes. It's like, yeah. no, we, I, we can't have these in the house. Mm-hmm. Do you understand mm-hmm. how problematic they are? You know? Yes. Have to work on that with my parents as well. Same. <laughs> Constant battle. <laughs> All right. Part three. Let's move to part three. Femininity as currency. Um, so 
Have you ever used your feminine wiles to get something you want, either by playing into the innocence of women, by using sexuality to get someone to do something for you? Um, Have you ever used it, you know, in exchange for something you were trying to get? Thousand percent. I literally did it like a month ago. (laughs) What What did you do? do? Let me set the scene. Yes, please. Keith, Matt, and I are taking these big recycling boxes to a recycling center. Mm -hmm. Said recycling center is closed, but only by about 30 minutes. (gasps) When I tell you, all three of us were like, Becky, get out of the car. Go see Mm -hmm. if you can have them open up again. It was a collective (laughs) mind thing where we're like, oh, yeah, of course they'll open up for me. I look like a little girl. Uh, like I was like, I'm gonna go in there, and that's exactly what I did. Did I was they? Like, oh yeah, they let us throw. They let us recycle so our funny. stuff. I was just like, excuse me, I'm so oh, sorry. Yeah. I know you're closed. Like mm-hmm. you know that kind of like voice that you put on when you want to seem like, uh oh, I'm so sorry. I I've, I'm so sorry. I completely understand that this is something that you don't yeah. want to do, but I really need you to do and it. And if you don't, <laughs> and I just went and I was like, I'm just gonna ask them if there's another place I can go recycle. Yeah. But I absolutely knew they were gonna let me do it once I went in, and that was also like. On politeness, uh-huh. on, you know, mm-hmm. pretty privilege, thin privilege, uh-huh. white privilege, uh-huh. like a lot of things contributed to oh, that. Yeah. But mm. I definitely was bargaining on being an innocent. Uh oh, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Here, Can I please? I don't have a direct example of that, but I remember reading a fact and I don't know if it's like anatomically like women have a harder time doing pushups than men. And like, I never fact checks this, but like anytime like I'd be in a workout class and they'd be like, all right, push-ups. I would automatically always go to my knees. I'm like, burp, burp, uh-huh. burp. I just yeah. like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm not even yeah. going to try because like that fact is just like looming over us. And I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. that's, you know, when I've, I've, I've kind of always felt, uh, you know, growing up in a family with two girls, um, there was never, you know, it was never like the boy carries this. Or the you know the mm-hmm. the guy does mm-hmm. this. It was you know my dad kind of raised me using tools and taking yeah. me to the hardware store and mm-hmm. you know like doing all the fun things that he liked to do. Mm-hmm. And now I like to do those things. And you know here I am married to somebody who is pretty much exactly my size. Mm-hmm. Like we share the mm-hmm. same clothes. We have the same shoe size. When we I have- tell you that Ned shows up in Madewell jeans before Madewell made jeans for men, I was like those are Ariels. He was like no. And I was like. They're made well, bro. Those are aerials. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we wear the same size pants. We wear the same size shirts. I mean, and we we can lift the same amount. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, we when we were doing CrossFit together, it was uh, like, you know, we we kind of are equals in, in many ways physically. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he can run a lot faster than I can. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it, it, and so that's something raising two boys. I feel like I need to do those things. I need to show the boys that like women are capable of everything that men are capable of doing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like it, it just, just because you're a boy doesn't mean that you need to, you know, lift heavy things or, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I know that some people disagree with that. And, you know, there, there are, uh, well, there are just these customs of like men opening doors for women and, oh. mm-hmm. um, and things like that. Uh, and, and I certainly appreciate it when somebody opens the door for me, but I, it doesn't have to be a man. Yeah. I hold the door open I for so many people. Open, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And some people look shocked. Like everyone should hold the door yeah. open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I do think you are you are and you also present as one of the most capable women I know. Mm-hmm. Like when so I'm like percent. when I'm like Oh, but we have to switch the car seats. I'm just not sure how they go in. And you, you know, you really want to get that right. Ariel's like, oh, I got it. You know what I mean? Or if Maggie's like, yeah, that really heavy mirror has been on the floor for a month. Ariel's like, I got it. You know, or if you're like, Ariel, I'm not sure if I should bring the kids here or go there or should I meet you guys? She's like, I got it. Yeah. And you do. Yeah. You are very capable. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent. I mean, is that, be honest, Mm -hmm. does that uh, strike you as like not feminine? In traditional standards? Yeah. Like, it's not going to hurt my feelings because I actually think of that as like kind of a tomboyish thing that I do, you know? I think it could be non-gendered. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I've ever thought of it as like, oh, Ariel does these masculine things. No. I've just been jealous that you are so strong. can do them. And I realized like I was doing some home improvement stuff with Matt. And the way Matt treats me when I do home improvement stuff versus the way Keith treats me when I do home improvement stuff are very different. Matt will hand me something and say, Becky, go do this. Like, <laughs> go do this. And I'll be like, oh, Jesus, I don't know. How I don't can know. I do this? I don't, uh, uh-huh. uh, like, I get very like, okay, no, I'm just going to do it. And then I do whatever I was supposed to do. Whereas like Keith sometimes will definitely fall into that either coddling mode where he's mm-hmm. like, oh, if you don't know how to do it, I'll just do it. Or like, are you sure you want to do this? Because I've also like, is it you know, the, the wallpaper. wallpaper? The yeah. wallpaper really, I did make him sign like a blood oath that was like, you'll never let me DIY again. But then Matt gave me all this false confidence. And I'm like, yes, I'll change the locks on the doors. No, well, which I did. It's not it took false me. confidence. It's, it's just experience. Just confidence. It's become confidence. But yeah, I did realize there was a difference in the way that they mm-hmm. um, approached me on doing different things. And the expectation of doing those things and was different. then changes your behavior. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, oh yeah, I could do this. I could change this lock. Although Ariel knows we did have plans to go out when I was changing the lock. <laughs> and I had to be like, you have to come over. It was only supposed to take 15 minutes. She, I'm on hour three. She couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't lock her door. I was like, I can't lock the door, so I can't leave. But if you come over, I think I'll be able to do it uh-huh. in the amount of time that you're here. She was fully <laughs> able to do it. Yeah. And she we did it. it. The door has locked. Has Amazing. Locked. Yeah. But I think it was an interesting thing for me to realize doing more uh, DIY type mm-hmm. things. Cause yeah. I was like, I don't think I saw now I see my parents doing DIY stuff because they're retired. So they do, you know, they redid their house themselves. But mm. like when I was little, not a chance, we didn't do anything mm. to the house because everybody was working. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like my dad went back to college when I was younger. So like I got to see what it was like to have just my mom there or just my dad there. And also yeah. got very scared about college. I was like, Oh my God. Like one of two times I've seen my dad cry was over a paper getting lost. And oh, I was like, no. oh, no. Oh, I was no. like, a college is going to be so hard. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I cried over many a pe- many a paper yeah, me in too. college. Me yeah. too. Was, um, do you think crying is an inherently feminine thing to do? I know we were definitely taught that yeah. boys don't I cry wish it when we were little. Uh-huh. But like uh-huh. now when you see a man cry, are you like fuck up or no, but it hits me as very serious, Mm -hmm. you know, do you take it more seriously when a man cries than when a woman cries? 
No, if you were to start crying or if Watts were to start crying, I would be equally like moved to help you. Mm -hmm. But what is funny, he's going to kill me. He listens to this podcast, but Watts has been crying (gasps) regularly when he has to, when he comes and visits LA and has to leave the girls again, which makes me tear up just talking about it. But he doesn't want me to see, like he wants me to leave him alone. Like he walks out of the room and walks outside and doesn't want a hug, doesn't want to be seen. And I'm like, no, come let us hug you. And also let your children see you cry. Yeah. Yeah. I think it has to do a lot with too, whether or not um, crying was an acceptable thing Mm -hmm. in your household and Mm -hmm. what like crying means. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whether he, it's like, I have a hard time getting coddled. If I start Mm -hmm. crying, I'm like, get the fuck away from me. I know sometimes if I get a hug, it just makes me cry more. But I'm also like, this is very sad. Just let it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a shower crier. Are you? Oh, yeah. I'm a car crier. Yeah. I like it. Clearly we all kind of like being alone to cry. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. There's this, uh, I, I feel like crying is always portrayed as, you know, you're, you're like, Oh, let me hold you. You're crying. And I'm like, don't touch me. (laughs) I am, I'm going through like a sensory thing right now. I'm going to stand in the shower and just let the hot water run over my face. (laughs) I just want to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think I am still shocked when I see men cry Mm -hmm. or not shocked. I am surprised. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think if one of my, when my girlfriends cry, I'm like, this is, you know, like you said, there's still weight to it. There's still, I still really feel bad for them and I want to make things better. But like when I've seen my adult male friends cry in front of me, I'm like, something is very wrong. I need, I I think I give it more weight. I think if Mm -hmm. one of the like try guys or Nick was crying in front of me, Miles, I'd be like, oh shit. Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure all of them have seen me cry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a hundred percent positive. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that does come from like, being a kid hearing the like boys don't cry thing. Oh so you think like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm seeing a boy cry. This is the, mm-hmm. the, worst, thing. the, the worst thing ever. Something, hor- someone must have died. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Something well, terrible okay. What about with sexuality specifically? Um, is there a message that feminine sexuality is a source of power, true or false? And is that good or bad? Hmm. Mm, I think I've, I don't know if it's just because of the scary, scary world we grew up in, mm-hmm. but I've really truly associated most of like dressing more feminine with more dangerous situations. Mm, oh. So presenting two sexually like short skirts, mm-hmm. busty tops, mm-hmm. you know, from when we grew up and heard a lot of people not believed about, you know, situations that mm-hmm. happened to them mm-hmm. and the first thing they're asked was well what was what were you wearing what were you doing right. what like did you say were you drinking yeah mm-hmm. sort of like the I feel like that aspect of femininity has been weaponized mm-hmm. yeah. the underlying women. question yeah. quote unquote were you asking for it that's yeah. so true like mm-hmm. I think sometimes I have like considered not wearing a short skirt to like a crowded party or something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. because I think to myself like well, then if somebody touches my butt, like then it, it, it it's, I, I almost feel like it's my fault. Mm. Like you have a situation to deal with now because you wore this skirt. Exactly. Yeah. That's so fucked up. Isn't it's it? like you so can be ingrained, naked, drunk as a skunk in the middle of Times Square at 2 a.m. and you don't deserve to be touched. 
No, mm-hmm. I was in uh, Nashville a couple years ago for Christmas and we were walking down the street. It was me, Keith, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law. And some guy walked by, slapped my ass, ran oh. away. And I swear to God, the first thing I thought was like, oh my God, I was wearing a big, I was wearing a big poofy jacket and jeans. Like, like my that clothes. was my first thought was like, I wasn't wearing anything that, that, that was that like, that was for that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I was like, what a fucked up thing to think, yeah. <laughs> that is. Huh. you know? And I was like, and I was with all these people. Yeah. So thinking about how that was the first thought I had, I was like, no, no, yeah. that guy. Yeah, oh, it was on God. that guy, not me. Something's wrong with him. Yeah. Right. Yes. You know, but it's Obviously. so deeply yeah. ingrained. That That's this just like, fucked up to think that you could touch this was like somebody. three years ago. A stranger. <laughs> yeah. In the, like, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? That just that makes me so deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. It was like, it was pretty fucked up. It's yeah. very fucked up. Pretty fucked up. Okay. Part four, forced femininity. Okay. Um, what masculine feminine roles exist in your daily life, your marriage, your work relationships, your parent child relationships, and your like overall interactions? Hmm. Do you fall into in your marriage? Do you fall into traditionally masculine feminine roles? Like, you know, is he taking out the trash? Or are you doing the laundry? A thousand percent. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's hard because when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I do most of the laundry, cooking, cleaning things, mm-hmm. grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. But also Keith brings in way more money to our house than I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I make my own money, but mm-hmm. I think there's I think everyone has their own currency mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trying. We've had this conversation before where like trying to make it a one to one being like, well, I do all the dishes right. and then the other person mm-hmm. will be like, well, I work today. It's not like, worth it. It's not that yeah. comparison shouldn't exist. But I think because we have, uh, you know, growing up with working parents, uh, you have this idea of like, go to work. Did both of your parents mm-hmm. work? Well, yeah, there was yeah. no, no option in my house for someone not to work. They mm-hmm. had to. Um, and I remember I really hurt my mom's feelings once because I was like, Oh, when I have a kid, like, I think I really want to like stay at home for a little bit because like, I was always really jealous of the kids in school whose parents got to come to like mm. parent days and like, mm-hmm. and my mom, like it almost broke cried. Heart. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. so I was like, sorry. I didn't mean I had a bad childhood. I love my childhood. Like <laughs> yeah. I loved your job. You helped mm-hmm. so many kids like learn how to talk. But mm-hmm. like the idea of that, I could see like really yeah. Oh, yeah. hurt her. I know that our parents listen to this and there's nothing that I would change about my childhood. Oh, no. Absolutely nothing. Because, you know, it's it sort of, uh, it makes you think about the things that either you're going to do the same or you're going to do differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, and there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. But I think we have been told, at least more recently, I think people do look down on Mm. stay-at-home moms yeah Mm, i think it's for sure people don't consider it a profession in any way even though it absolutely is is a thousand percent (laughs) if you break down the amount of like hours of work interesting Uh because i also think people look down upon working moms Mm-hmm. Moms oh, just yeah. really just get <laughs> shit. Yeah, just really, you know, we never talk about stay at home dads or working dads. Yeah. yeah. We only exactly. talk about it in terms of what does mm-hmm. your mom do? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The pandemic has made it, you know, like uh, kind of complicated too. Yeah. Just because yeah. of childcare and 
uh, and that sort of thing. And so many women leaving the workforce. Yeah, like three million mm-hmm. or yeah. something. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But Becky, I mean, yeah, Becky and I had this conversation before where you know we both feel a little like uh, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but like guilty sometimes. Oh that, yeah. That you know that the the like Ned and and Keith <laughs> are they go to work every day and and you know we kind of do the laundry and clean the mm-hmm. house and uh it, and how we've sort of fallen into those roles mm-hmm. um yeah because it wasn't always that way right that exactly. was definitely not always the yeah. situation mm-hmm. like there was a time when i was going to work and ned was staying home trying to be a, a screenwriter mm-hmm. you know <laughs> oh, yeah. when yeah. Kim and i first started dating i was the only one working <laughs> yeah you know, he was you know in between gigs and nannying yeah and i'm like i'm really, like really proud of that time Mm-hmm. <laughs> like really proud of that time. Yeah. 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 That I was taking care of the, like the, the home or like, you know, mm-hmm. I was bringing in the, what our, about house, you guys, our house is chaos. Just like split mm-hmm. between time. <laughs> our house is just like, I wish I had more time to dedicate, but I think just because time is so valuable, like mm-hmm. everything is pretty much shared. Mm-hmm. Like Zach does grocery. I do grocery. It's like whenever we both have yeah. moments and mm-hmm. then laundry. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I think this, I, I don't know if we both picked this up from our families or what, but unless we're vacationing together we do laundry separate oh, wow. um, we both That's do dishes my <laughs> we both I'm do like, i'm gonna separate your clothes i'm gonna separate <laughs> them like, out from no. mine <laughs> no zach needs to know no, where we his do clothes goes or else he yeah. won't wear like a said outfit for like oh he's like i still own that he's like <sighs> still uh-huh. a baby in that way he needs to know where everything goes yeah it's yeah so funny do you also feel this way mag sometimes i feel like in a two full-time working people household uh-huh. i'm like we need a wife. Yeah. The two of us, we need a wife. We need someone to manage all of this and yeah. hold down the fort because it's too much yeah. for us to do. I need a we chef have jobs. too. Chef. Well, I'm, I'm rolling cooking into the wifely duties. True. I mean, True. that's probably anti-feminist say we need a wife. Maybe we need a house husband. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of my impulse, mm. you know? Yeah. I'm like, where's a third adult to help with this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's just not yeah. enough hours in the day for just... And it's just us two. I have no children like you do. We're going to be it like... exponentially gets harder. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, you just... The, the, you, there's just no time. Yeah, you, you just know? learn yeah. to cope and you and, learn... I feel like uh, Ned and I, we've, we, we haven't really broken it down into like, this is the guy's thing to do. This is the girl's thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's more uh, like what we're better at and what we um, like want to do. Like mm-hmm. 100%. I, I hate emptying the dishwasher. I, I <gasps> yeah, despise too. it. That's I my number one. I emptying the dishwasher. And I so, hate loading. Me too. Oh, I love, oh I'd I rather load. I, I love loading. Load. And Ew. everyone else loads wrong and only I load it correctly. <laughs> Cold food? Well, 
<laughs> and like, I prefer to do the laundry because I have a specific way that I like to fold and that sort of, yeah. thing, you know, and, and Ned's like, great. Yeah. You do the laundry. I will unload the dishwasher. I'll, you know, I'll take mm-hmm. care of all that. We share cooking duties and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, so it's, mm-hmm. it's very much, we just sort of do it the way that we sort of want to. Mm-hmm. I think it comes down to expectation. Yeah. Do you feel like you are expected to do those things because you are a female or is it, you know, I feel like it's that very like inner fight. It's like, am I doing this because I want to do it? Or am I doing it? Cause society told me I'm supposed to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, but someone's got to do it. Yeah. I the end of the day? We would have no clothes. Yeah. <laughs> right. We would have no clothes. Our house would be our a house. mess. Yeah. If you don't vacuum with two cats. <laughs> oh man. You are living in first city. <laughs> but if you didn't vacuum, do you think that Keith would like vacuum mm. a couple days later? I think he would vacuum if there was a mess, but we oh also God. have very different. Keith is like a creative type. Who's like, I can put anything anywhere. And I'm more of the anxious type. That's like, if there is a pile of clothes, I cannot get out of bed mm-hmm. because it scares me. Like looking at it is overwhelming for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it needs, it needs to go away. I need to take care of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think our brains just operate differently on that. And he also values like he would prefer we spend all of our time together when we're at home, just hanging out. And I'm like, well, <laughs> there's things to I'm do. Like, we got some stuff to do. Uh-huh. So definitely like laundry time has gotten a little later. <laughs> Starting uh-huh. to push it a little more. I'm like, what a fun activity to do after dinner, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's fall together. Clothes. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, I think I do a decent amount of things because in my mind, I'm like, it would never get done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it would not get done the way that I want it. It would to not be get done. done on a timeline that would make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Yes. Or secure. Yeah. So yeah. we have different Keith could live in, you know, he could live in squalor. Filth, honestly. <laughs> yeah. He could live. I have I visited his old apartment and I asked him where the cleaning supplies for the bathroom were mm-hmm. because there was some very gross things in the oh, bathroom. No. And I'll give him two people in the shower wear glasses. One of them is actually blind. <laughs> I get it. You don't maybe see everything. But when I asked where the cleaning supplies were, do you know where they were? Where? At the store. <laughs> At the store. <laughs> they didn't exist. <laughs> they did not exist. So oh, I had to no. find the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. So I think it's less of an expectation and more of like, it makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Ariel, I'm curious. Do you feel like when you and Ned had kids and you're dividing up parenting duties that you were forced or naturally took on more of a feminine role Mm -hmm. and Ned took on more of a masculine role and how those duties got divided. That is a, a, that's a, that's a huge conversation that is that we've talked about too, because we didn't want to fall into those roles, but Uh we totally Mm -hmm. did. And (laughs) I think that part of it, and, and this is, you know, this is bigger than just me and Ned. I think it's a, you know, it's, it's a conversation that, that we've had before. It's a conversation that we, you know, all of my mom friends, like my college girlfriend, mom Mm -hmm. friends, we have this conversation about husbands uh, over text constantly. But yes, absolutely. We fell into these roles of like, as the mother, I, you know, I sort of take on the, the bulk of the responsibility for the kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm the one who is home when our nanny needs to go home at five, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and like, even if, 
this is this is something that sort of baffled me. Uh, like Ned and I had the same thing to do one day, mm-hmm. uh, and we were here in the office, and mm-hmm. we, we were doing like some PR for the cookbook. We did it, and I we we drove our our cars separately here because I think I had you know I probably had a podcast in the morning or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, and I knew you know like we both of us were done for the day, mm-hmm. and at you know four thirty I'm like okay I need to go home so that. I can be home when then, you know, to mm-hmm. take care of the kids. And Ned's like, oh, okay, I'll see you in like an hour and a half. I was like, why? Yeah. What, mm. what, why, why don't I stay here and <laughs> do work and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'll see you in an hour and a half. You know, it was just yeah, such an interesting yeah. thing. I did, it didn't even occur to me. It didn't even mm-hmm. occur to him either. Mm-hmm. You know, he, cause he was, he was just like, oh yeah, I'll, you know, I have work to do. I'll, I'll stay here until six. Hmm. It was just, it was very, very interesting. Um, but I think that a part of it uh, is feeding, you know, right. because usually oh, yeah. the, the, the mom is kind of uh, takes on the brunt of, of feeding an infant. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's year one. Yeah. Does it transition after that or is it too ingrained by then? I have to say it's ingrained. Yeah. I feel like you set a precedent like every two yeah. to three hours uh-huh. if you are breastfeeding. Yeah. And exactly. You mm-hmm. kind of just how many depending on how many months it's like, and we we definitely had to have a you know Ned and I had to have a conversation about it and kind of yeah you know specifically call it out because you do you fall into it you know mm-hmm. you there's so little time to think about it and talk about it that you just sort of fall into these these right. gender roles yeah um, and you know. Uh, I think we both were uncomfortable with the roles that we fell into initially. Yeah. Um, and we were like, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. you know, Ned's like, I want to be more available, more present, more, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to have more responsibility with the kids. And I was like, yes, I would love that. Please Let's figure do. out how to do that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when you're um, like, and this could be too personal, but like when you're breastfeeding, do you feel more like empowered as a woman being like, I'm fucking doing this. I am feeding, <laughs> whether it's like pumping or uh-huh. bottle feeding, I, any of them. But do you feel like it like has added to your quote unquote, like worth as a woman? Mm-hmm. Do you yes think it's no. done anything to enhance your femininity? I, I think for every woman it's different because because I do know many women who find it very empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was always a struggle for me mm-hmm. to, you know, breastfeeding. And um, I think it goes back to the whole idea of like boobs being hidden and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sexualized in, oh, yeah. in many ways. And uh, um I, I was never able to like really breastfeed either of the boys cause, because they were in the NICU and mm. I started pumping early. And so I just pumped exclusively with both of them, mm-hmm. which felt a lot more like, uh, unfortunately felt a lot more like, like being milked than, mm. <laughs> than like, <laughs> you know, than, than sort of uh, having this, this wonderful experience. Yeah. Um, but I know many, many women who uh, just, you know, find it very, uh, it's like their alone time with the kids and connection. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunately I never had that. Mm. Yeah. I think it's hard for a lot of women and beautiful for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah, Very individual. All right. We're at the end. So part five, big picture, <laughs> one final question. Um, when does femininity make you feel powerful and when does it make you feel small? 
Mm. Mags, I'm looking at you. You're looking at me? I'm looking at you. Do you ever feel, because you work at the hospital with, you know, I think you work with the most people. Mm. Like you see the Mm. most Mm-hmm. in the world. Oh yeah. At your yeah. Job. Especially in a, in a panini. Yeah. I'm like, hello. In a, panini, a very diverse everyone. array of people. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you ever feel that you're like talked down to by either mm. like male doctors or even like male patients? Oh or yeah. Male family members of or patients. Or even females. Yeah. I guess like having to deal with so many people at once, there's only it only makes sense that there are certain situations where I'm talked down to just because mm-hmm customer service, like we're, mm. it's essentially customer service. Yeah. Like it sure is. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I've been talked down to, I've been sexualized at work. I've definitely gone to the uniform distribution center and like bought like baggier scrubs just to like mm-hmm. minimize like my figure and stuff. Cause I like don't want to be looked at when I'm taking care of people. Yeah. Do you think anyone has ever distrusted your um, medical knowledge based on your gender? Oh, Mm, yeah. I think that there's a lot of the time where something is going wrong and I just keep getting asked, like, can I speak to the doctor? Can I speak to the doctor? Can I speak to the doctor? Um, On issues that like are easily answered or addressed or like we have been addressing. Um, I've been in situations like that. My childhood best friend is a surgeon and has a very, um, white sounding last name and Mm. her husband is Indian and Pakistani and is also a surgeon. Mm -hmm. She didn't take his very Indian Pakistani last name because she already gets called the nurse. Mm. So she was like, I don't like when I walk into the room, if they're looking for someone, she's blonde and blue eyed who looks Indian, they're Mm. going to further disbelieve that I'm the doctor. Wow. So that's why she kept her her last name, which better matches her looks. Interesting, right? That is interesting. I do have like a really close friend um, and she is um, half Mexican, half white. Mm -hmm. She's marrying um, a Vietnamese man and she like Mm -hmm. is nervous to take his last name because she feels like people won't believe her last name Mm. when she comes into the room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever feel like people don't trust male nurses? Um, like that they would per- prefer you over, over a, male a man nurse. as their nurse? I don't I don't know. I feel like a lot of the male nurses in the setting that I work in, everyone is always so excited and like makes friends with them just because mm-hmm. there is so few working in pediatrics and different other specialties there are, but the it isn't, there is a stereotype for male nurses to be like everyone's best friend on the unit. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you think they have to overcompensate by being extra, um, like extroverted, bubbly and friendly to make themselves more trusting in a traditionally female role? Uh, I think so. I think a lot of the ones in pediatrics at least are very like bubbly, outgoing, friends mm-hmm. with everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean- Pediatrics is his own specialty in that way. True. Um, but yeah. Has, does anyone have an example of a time femininity made them feel very powerful? Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, we'll cut out the silence. We'll cut out the silence. Um, I, I was just thinking about like, a t- like times when I feel powerful. And the, the ironic thing is that it's usually when I 
I'm doing something traditionally masculine. Hmm. I mean, that's crazy, right? I know. And when you I really know. start to analyze it, that's nuts. I yeah. know. Like when I feel like femininity uh, in, a, in a very traditional sense, it, it, it's weaponized. It's a lot. weaponized. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and usually I feel powerful when I'm doing something myself. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. doing things around the house. I'm, you know, I'm uh, accomplishing something that I didn't think I could accomplish before. Okay, I have one for you. Uh-huh. What about when you were giving birth? That's a good question. I f- being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Giving mm-hmm. giving birth is something completely different. <laughs> Labor is <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That's, but <sighs> being pregnant felt felt very powerful and very mm-hmm. feminine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will say that that mm-hmm. definitely was a you know kind of a manifestation of like a powerful feminine thing. Yeah. I think like in general, femininity is very individual mm-hmm. yeah. and it's not something that is specifically uh, female, male. If you don't identify with either of those mm-hmm. genders, uh, I think it could be whatever your personal idea of it. That's mm-hmm. what it is. And that we should not listen to the general societal <laughs> things that we heard when we were little. No. And thankfully, the youth seem to be like, I'm very inspired by kids all the time Mm -hmm. because of how vocal they are and how, uh, you know, this Gen Z fashion that's coming around is so, you know, gender bending. They don't, Mm -hmm. it's unisex. It's whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very like trying to break away from what this norm is. So I'm very hopeful for like young people to grow up and then see these ideas getting, you know, the older ideas slowly fading out because these kids are so open-minded and so uh, sure of who they are as people. Mm -hmm. And so like strong-willed on that, that they're not going to let someone tell them that what they're doing is feminine or masculine or it's good or it's bad. They're just going to be very authentically themselves. Mm -hmm. I love that. Hell yeah. Hope for the future. Hell yeah. yeah. I want to be a little bit more like that. Yeah. (laughs) Same. Same, same, same. Well, that's it. Guys, guys, that is the end of the episode. We did it. We've done it. Rainy, thank you so much. Yeah. Applause to Rainy. Get in on that camera, Rainy. All right. That's it on femininity. Femininity. We spelled the femininity. If you guys like this episode, drop it in the comments. Like, subscribe, follow. Rate it five stars. Yeah. Let us know. some other ideas that you want. Uh, let us know. Do you like this format? It's a little different than what we've been doing. Yeah. Kind of did a deep dive. Deep we can dive. do it some more on some, yeah. some other topics. <laughs> yeah. Let us know which ones. Our email is always open. You can sit with us pod at gmail.com. That's right. But oh. until next time. And Guys, happy new year. Happy new year. Hopefully everyone's washing their hands, peeing after sex, (laughs) getting vaccinated and boosted. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Bye. Bye. Bye.